Welcome back to the Basement Ballers Podcast. I'm Kareem, that's Ibrahim, and this is another episode of Basement Baller Podcast, episode 11. Mm-hmm. Today is Sunday, July the 2nd, right? Yes. Sunday, July the 2nd, and you guys know what's going on. This is another episode of Transfer Talks with Kareem and Ibrahim. Uh, I just made that shit up. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there isn't really much to talk about besides transfers and, you know, I guess I'm your happy Canada Day. Happy uh, Canada Day to the Canadians and uh, uh, happy Independence Day. Independence because day. that's in two days. That's so, in two yeah. days, yeah. So uh, happy Independence Day. Is stuff close tomorrow in Canada? Maybe. I don't know. Eh, whatever. Uh, anyway, so this, this is our football podcast, not our Canada podcast. That's for another time. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we're going to talk about transfer rumors. A lot of stuff has been going on last week. A lot of news. A lot of it rumors. Some of it are concrete right now. But we're going to start off with Premier League because that is, you know... Generally, our bread and butter of the footballing world. That's the bread and butter of the footballing world. And you guys know me. I'm a Liverpool fan. So we're going to start off with Liverpool news uh, this week. And in fact, today, I'm pretty sure LFC has confirmed the signing of a new midfielder, Dominic Sobazlai, uh, who uh, has come through. Hungary guy from RB Leipzig. Signed him for, what, 75 mil? 70 mil? Yeah, 70. Around 70 mil. Uh, So... Um, honestly, from what I've been seeing, from what I've been hearing, solid signing. Is he Premier League proven? No, of course not. So he's coming in. But he's still young. He's still young. He has a high price tag, though. So he has a little bit of pressure to come and perform. But Mm -hmm. as a versatile player that he is, I feel like that he's coming in uh, and he's going to be put in a position to succeed, I think. 70 mil is not even... It's not even that much anymore these days. That's true. That's true. I but mean, I mean, I'm, I'm comparing it to brothers like like a 40 mil signing of a McAllister. I mean, it, it's a lot for for what what like. Yeah, that yeah, it's weird. McAllister, who's Premier League proven, you guys got him for half for half the price. I mean, this guy has won the has won the Paul Cal in Germany two years in a row. though with RB Leipzig. Yeah, no, and he's pretty solid, honestly. Like. Um, he, he he likes to shoot outside the box. He doesn't. I mean, he scores them sometimes. <laughs> uh, sometimes he's, he misses. Most of the time, I should say. Nah. But he's a very versatile player. I, I don't say. know much about him, but what kind of is he? Like a number eight? Is he a six? Yeah. So he's he plays on that right sided part of the midfield. Um, so, kind of in line with the with Mo Salah, I would say. So or he Hendo, would, had the Hendo kind of role. So yeah, he'd be like the either play where Henderson plays or even play where Tiago plays. He's kind of. Uh, yeah. like, yeah, because now well, your midfield three now would be for the moment would be well, I'm assuming Fabinho, McAllister, and and uh, and just Yeah, exactly. So for now, I mean, assuming that jo- uh, Jordan Henderson is going to be benched for most of the season, which I would say that he is because you don't make a seventy million signing and you can keep the brother on the bench. So mm. he's assuming, assumingly, he's coming to replace uh, Hendo. Uh, who's going to be playing a more leadership role this season. And uh, like rightfully so, given that Hendo didn't have an amazing season last year. Uh, and this is the kind of new, fresh talent that you kind of need. Uh, and he's also, again, because of his versatility, he can fill in another role that we've been looking for and somebody to replace Mo Salah when he uh, he needs a break or when he, you know, whatever. So that's really yeah. beneficial for us uh, to, to give that brother a little bit of a break. Mm-hmm. Uh, and overall, yeah, just like a really solid talent. Um, but I hate... T- Hyping it up and t- like you know before shit goes down, we're gonna wait to see what he does. But uh, it, it's a good signing, I would say. Honestly, it, it came out of left field for sure. I was not expecting that, um, but definitely great for for Liverpool. Now, but the squad itself now because your best eleven will be what? So Robbo to the left. I'm assuming Konate Van Dijk defense. 
Well, are you guys going to still be playing Trent right back? I think you guys should probably get a new right back. So that's what I'm saying. So right now, like, um, there's still talks of Liverpool getting another midfielder, which I do support, but only in the in the scenario where we still have intention to buy an, uh, a defender yeah. or two. Because I don't want us to put all our money on midfielders when we when to be honest, I would move Trent into the midfield next season and just buy a new right back. If I'm you guys, I'm buying two right backs, another midfielder, and I'm buying a right winger because you can't have one because. The how do you say his name again? Sobazlai. Yeah, Sobazlai basically comes in to fill a position where you guys really need midfield. You can't afford to basically put him on the right just because Salah has injured, for example. Mm-hmm. So you guys do need to get a backup right winger. Yeah. If Trent moves to midfield, you guys would need to get two right backs, a starter and a bench player, and then you guys still need another midfielder because then because you guys need a DM. Fabinho's not gonna cut at DM. I don't think you guys still need to get a DM. Yeah, well, exactly. So basically, so. right now. Um, you had mentioned uh, in, in personal talks when we were talking about this uh, how uh, one one DM that's been kind of coming up into conversation for Arsenal was uh, Lavia from Southampton. Uh, yeah, but, you guys are linked to him as well. Exactly. So both uh, both teams, Arsenal and Liverpool, are linked. Both teams have been showing qu- quite a lot of interest in him, and so he is the kind of guy. Uh, for those who follow me on TikTok and follow us on TikTok, I should say I made a video about this, but uh, just to like kind of summarize, uh, he he is more of a pure DM. Okay? He is, but he's still young. He, like, he's you like eighteen. He's he's nineteen. Yeah, the thing you shouldn't he shouldn't be your starting exactly. DM. So he he's the kind of brother you bring in when Fabinho's not having a good time. Like if you keep Fabinho one more year, yeah, because he could probably serve you. If you get a good midfield around Fabinho, he could still be decent. Yeah, and then he mentors Lavia, and then Lavia in like a year or two comes exactly. and takes it. That, but like to come That's in true. as a starter, no, he's Lavia not gonna can't. do that. Especially yeah. because he's probably commanding, I'd say around twenty five thirty mil. Oh he's, no, brother. Uh, Fabrizio said 50. 50. Apparently, that's why Arsenal and Liverpool are hesitating on signing him right now because they both really want him, but the 50 million price tag. I mean, for a dude who's still 19 and they got relegated, I think 50 mil is a bit too much. It, it is. Well, that's why I'm surprised because I guess maybe like my sources are just a little messed up these days. Bro, Elon Musk been imposing too many rules on Twitter. He's and sending all the Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, 50 mil is, is, is a big price tag, but despite that, I think th- Turam w- is, it would command even more. So that's like obviously FSG. We know how cheap they can be. Uh, we we got to see mean, who they're willing to. to but you, the one thing I would say, bro, is that Turam is is less of a natural DM than than Lavia is, yeah. right? Like Turam, I would say is more like like he's diverse. Like he can play the six, mm-hmm. but he's more like these days an eight. You said FSG is cheap, but you guys haven't really sold anyone. But they've still spanked a hundred mil so far. And it, like, keep in mind the transfer window officially opened yesterday, I believe. Yeah. Like officially yeah. opened yesterday. Yeah. So like you guys pretty much are getting all these deals done really basically when the tra- before the transfer window open. And also top of the fact that you guys are getting well your main area where you guys need to invest was midfield. You've already gotten two mm. decent midfielders and it's not even preseason yet. So I mean they are yeah, they sure, any I'm sure Carvalho is going loaned out to Leipzig. Leipzig, yeah. Maybe so, that has uh, something to do with the yeah, the deal you guys just did for it, I, 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 I well I, I don't think so, but at the same time it's a really good move for Liverpool because he's the kind of guy you want to kinda of like send him out, let him get some runs in, let him get some time in to uh, see how he is. Yeah but and then sure. To be said, they give to German Germany. Don't makes no sense. Like if I'm Liverpool, I would have sent them to like a bottom. I would have sent them to like a Premier League team, like maybe like a burn, like a like a team that like basically like they would need like bodies to you know like lower half teams, or even in the Championship. For me, because he gets mm-hmm. more used to the uh, to the English style style of like playing. Mm-hmm. Because True. if he goes to Germany, yeah, he can do well, but still like it's not gonna necessarily translate well to the Premier League necessarily. Like we don't know, but if mm-hmm. he goes to a Premier League team, does well. Then it goes back to Liverpool. Then yeah, I don't know. So I mean, 
It's tough. It's tough for sure. But I mean, everything you've said about Liverpool in terms of what they need right now is is very accurate. Now, uh, I I don't think that like even despite the signings, do I think that Liverpool uh, will make a title run? I don't think so. But they first of all they're they're putting themselves in a really good position to 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 like in depth wise to push and and win the Europa League, which obviously mm-hmm. would be a nice trophy for Klopp to put under his belt. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, overall, I, I don't think that, like, I still think that the, the, the team to beat right now is Man City, who right now are look, we're looking at Declan Rice. They pulled out, obviously, now that Arsenal have signed him. Yeah. And, but now they're looking at Guardiola, which Yeah, they got, they got Kovacic, they got Guardiola, they're probably getting Guardiola. But then again, it's like, yeah, they add more to their defense, but like, like, the thing is with Man City, and I, I mentioned this in previous podcasts, like, if they actually win the Premier League next year, because like, logically speaking they should mm-hmm. but like i don't know man like when you win it three years in a row like i feel like maybe they're gonna have maybe the players are gonna have the drive to basically be like the first ever team to win it four years in a row i guess yeah, maybe but like you think they're gonna no, i don't know if they're gonna coast maybe i mean maybe I don't maybe know. winning the champions league would be more important to them because the way i see it right now is that okay going back to liverpool real quick your starting 11 right now would be so i'd assume okay so one fully healthy i'd say what diaz on the left yeah, Diaz on the right, left, Salah on the right, and then maybe Gakpo, Gakpo or, or Nunez. Yeah, yeah, okay, well, you have depth up there. And then your attack, you have Jota you can bring off. So basically, you're, okay, you have three starters. So let's say Nunez, Salah, and uh, and Diaz, and you have Gakpo and Jota to bring off the bench. Okay, that's cool. Then your midfield starting would be, so McAllister, Fabinho, and Sub, whatever his name is. Sabazla, yeah. <laughs> you got him. Yeah. And then your defense, or maybe even Trent. If Trent gets moved to the midfield, I think he probably starts. Yeah, no. I sure. think maybe so, but because he's not prem proven, I think he might be slowly integrated. So who knows? Trent probably does start, and then you get like another right back. I don't know. Basically, you're starting eleven. You just need a right back, and it's pretty good. And then the depth you'd have on the bench because you could bring off, you know, Gakpo or Nunez, whoever starts. Yeah. They can bring off Jota, and then, I mean, Hendo not as a starter, but his depth can be decent. I yeah, mean, like, you either you, you, listen, you, guys you either depth. you either get a left sided center back and then make continue using Trent as the inverted fullback, yeah. or you get a right back. Mm. Yeah, and but like thing is about Robertson though is that he's really attacking minded. He's not much like he doesn't thrive in the left sided center back role. Yeah, you guys would need like maybe like a more defensive right back. I don't know. For me though, I think the team that's best equipped to challenge City. For next year, it's still Arsenal, Arsenal just because yeah. Arsenal starting eleven is the second best in the league just already. And then the starting eleven, let's say like okay, now with the signs we we've made like now, okay, so you have so you'd have Jesus, Martinelli, Saka front three. You'd have uh, Partey, Declan Rice as your midfield. Then you'd have uh, as like your midfield too. You have Odegaard sitting in front of them. Yeah, as your time. And then your defense, yeah. you'd have okay, let's say um, I don't know, you'd put. I mean, my prefer okay, my preferred starting okay, I would put Tierney. I'd put Saliba, Gabriel, and then I'd put Ben White. Then who you have off the bench? You have to, so you have Jizinchenko would come off the bench. Then you'd have Timber who come off the bench. Timber's the official sign? Well, he's going to for sure. You think so? Like, he's definitely going okay. to. So you have Timber who comes off the bench. That's that. Then attacking-wise, I mean, I mean Kai Havertz, I guess. Like, it's, well, it's, Kai, it's no, I, that's you know, a good. That's a good. Listen, to be honest, bro, I think, I think Kai Havertz is going to surprise you. Look, time. you have Emil Smith-Rowe. Um, say Xhaka stays, you have Xhaka. You have like the depth is somewhat there. You, I still think we would. I still think what Arsenal need is we still need one midfielder and we need one like out and out striker. And I think we're fine because for me right now, Chelsea. Yeah, like uh, Cancelo did say he would like yes to Chelsea. But the thing is, like, it's not like they're the only team he'd want to join. If Arsenal come in with a bid, like if I'm Arsenal right now, but you'd play Cancelo in the midfield or would you play him as a fullback? 
For me, no, I'd put him out. I'd put him as a mid. Like for me, basically, I would do. You put Declan Rice, Partey, then Caicedo, because Partey has a history of getting injured. That's the thing. Yeah. So your midfield options could be um, Caicedo. That's like too, eh? Yeah, because exactly. Look, you have your midfield options would be Partey, Caicedo, Rice, Jaka, Jorginho. For me, that's excellent mm-hmm. midfield. Then you have a Smith who can cover pretty much like most like the attack. Then Kai Havertz who can do that as cover stuff like that. Then you have Reese Nelson. Yeah, have either Balogun or Enkedi. Yeah, I would keep Balogun selling Kedi. I think Balogun and Jesus should switch basically mm-hmm. between each other. They should be like... Because mm-hmm. Balogun's a goal scorer, but Jesus more of like a link-up man. Yeah. Balogun's more of a goal scorer. So you keep that variety. And then, like, yeah, Arsenal isn't far off for like, from, like, challenging, I think, for pretty much everything. But um, basically, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I would say. Like, I think the best team right now to challenge City is Arsenal now. I think after that, yeah, probably is Liverpool. Yeah. Mainly because coach, they still have really good players, stuff like that. And then you have, like, okay, you have, like, your Man United, your Chelsea, Spurs, whatever. I mean. Uh, Spurs, no. I replace yeah, was, Spurs with Newcastle, and then, yeah, yeah. like, that's, that's kind yeah. of what I'm looking at for his t- top. Now, even the thing is about, right, like, so we have Arsenal, who whose biggest issue last season was depth. What they do, they got depth, yeah. right? GG's to them. They're, they're putting themselves in the best place to succeed. Now, Liverpool, it was, was uh, last season fifth, right? Yeah, and also depth was Liverpool's issue. Well, so. Depth was Liverpool's issue. They're doing a pretty good job in that so far. Obviously, the transfer window is not closed. Like they still have a lot of things to do, and they they they, they very well could do it. But moving from fifth into title race, is kind of contention, it would be a tough ask for Liverpool. So Arsenal being in that position, it makes sense. They have the squad to do it now that they have the depth to do it. They can definitely push. Now, Man City has lost. Um, Gundogan so far. They lost Gundogan. He's the only player so far that they've lost. They lost Gundogan. They're probably Kyle Walker might leave. Yeah, and b- b- maybe Bernardo Silva. Man. We don't know, though. Yeah. But um, Gundogan was a big loss. And I thought it would be... But obviously, they replaced him with... What's his face? Kovacic. Uh, Kovacic which which is like, like a, isn't like... like Gundogan is better, but Kovacic isn't like a terrible He's not a scrub. He's yeah. no scrub by any means. I mean, he's a Champions League winner. Like... You know, he, he's, yeah. he's a cold-ass player. It's a good but, uh So they're, they're still in a very compelling position to win the Premier League. And then Arsenal coming in there, right? Now, we have Chelsea, who was, a t- was in 12th place last season. And they have st- something to prove. Now, the biggest problem with Chelsea, what I'm seeing so far, is that... Like, like who, 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 Nick Jackson, was it? Yeah, from Villarreal. Exa- yeah, like, they have too many... They have too many players that I just don't think fit together. Because, look... Nick Jackson, like, I was actually, I was looking at, like, his stats and, like, looking at, like, what, like, his basically style of play, whatever, whatever. To me, he's more of a goal-scoring winger than he is a striker. Because mm. officially he is a striker, but his stats and, like, his, uh, his like, dribbling stats, his hold-up stats, whatever, whatever, like, to me sound more of, like, a goal-scoring winger than a striker. Like, Chelsea right now, because if you look at their attack, their attack right now, if I, would, if I would just go, like, right now, go through their team... It's stacked with too many players because this is who they very, very, this uh, is who they put in attack. This, this is who their attack is. You have Mudrik, you have Pulisic who may or may not get sold. Ziyech who was gonna get sold but now he had knee issues so he's probably staying. You have Aubameyang, you have Broha who's getting over his ACL but he should be back sometime next year. You still have Hudson Odoi, Nick Jackson, you Lukaku's future you have to sort out. You have Madueke, Unkuku, Sterling, and then I mean this guy called Warham that I don't know who this point is. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight, nine, ten, eleven attackers. Eleven attackers, and you just like, lost Koulibaly, who obviously, like, mind you, was not, did not play great last season. Like, but they, you, you should be looking at like replacing, like having a replacement like, for him. They're, they're still talking about Kane for whatever reason. No, Kane's no, no. Like for me right now, like Chelsea is too. I don't see Chelsea still making top four next year just because, like, like look at their team. Basically, they have too much shit they need to sort out of players they need to sell, which is one. Their midfield 
is doo-doo. Because, okay, they might get Caicedo. We don't know. But their midfield as of now is they have Conor Gallagher, Enzo Fernandez, and who else? They sold, like, literally all the midfield. Yeah, Mason Mount's gone. gone. Havertz is gone. gone. Kovacic is gone. Conte's gone. Like, yeah. Like, I don't even, like, Jorginho left in general. Like, I don't even know who their midfield is. Like, their, yeah. their midfield sucks. And their defense is, is decent, but, like, it's still not wow. And plus their goalie, like... If I'm them, I don't know if I'm comfortable having Kepa as my number one next no, year. I and they, they already ruled out the signings of Mania and Onana because they're too expensive. Yeah, and Mendy's gone, so, obviously, to Saudi. So, so like, like, Chelsea yeah, have a lot of shit to They have a lot of up. shit to work out. There's, I don't I don't see them I mean, as a top-four contender. Yeah. Newcastle's making great signings. I mean, they already signed Tonali, right? Who, the, who like... The thing is for me, though, is if Newcastle didn't have Champions League football, I'd say definitely top four. But because they have it, like, yeah. I don't know. Because for me, the guaranteed for top three mm. is... I don't know who's finishing first, but like, let's say hypothetically, let's say, okay, top three would be Man City, Arsenal, Liverpool. That's why I think it's probably going to finish. Mm-hmm. I think Arsenal Liver- uh, still finished second, Man City win. Liverpool, I think, finished third. Now, fourth place, Man United's team, well, they also have Champions League, but they haven't added to their team. Like, they, there's no depth. Like, they added Mason Mount, but that doesn't really, that's not really much because, like, I don't, Mason Mount to me is kind of a useless signing because he's he's very similar to, like, a Bruno Fernandes. Mm-hmm. They don't need like they need. That's what, I'm saying. That, that's what it felt for it's me a because very like useless signing. To it me. felt like he's just a cheap like a Walmart. He, he's a, he's like, a, yeah he's an English version of Bruno Fernandez only he's worse. So for me it's like yeah because I, this whole ownership stuff plus apparently Ten Hag needs to sell to buy and a lot of Man United players don't want to be sold because like why would they? They're mm-hmm. making a lot of money. Yeah. So like I don't know top four next year could be interesting because I mean they're Spurs but Spurs are Spurs. And they're having a very Spurs one, like them getting James Madison stuff like that. It's like when they got, um, I remember like last summer, they got Basuma, they got Jed Spence, they um, they got um, Kulisevsky on loan, they got Bentancourt, they got Clement Longley on loan from Barca. Like all these players, people were like, oh, Spurs are making moves, whatever. They finished eighth. Like I knew, like it's such a Spurs window. Like them yeah. getting James Madison is good. I mean, they got that Sol- Solomon guy from Fulham today. They got um, they got a new goalie to replace Lloris. Forgot his name, but he's from the Italian league, I'm pretty sure. Like, it's decent, but it's a very Spurs window. Like it's not true. like yeah, nothing wow. So I mean, James Madison is the most wow, but I mean, even even him, it's like. I but don't know. but even then, like for me, honestly, for me, based on the way it is now, I think Spurs are best place to make a top four on because keep in mind, Chelsea don't have they have only one game a week next year, but their squad still needs like overhaul. Plus, they need to figure out a lot of shit when it comes to selling players. So there's too much chaos in the squad for me to think they'll make a top four push. May United have Champions League and Premier League to focus on, plus FA Cup, whatever, whatever. And they don't near like they only have a squad to compete for one competition. They don't have the depth to compete for. That's the thing. Man United so lacks that. depth. Man United lacks depth. Newcastle as well. So for me, yeah, like I think I don't think because Brian just I lost McAllister. Probably gonna lose Caicedo. Like, yeah, they're placing. They got Dahoud and they got James Milner, but like. Still, Brian did get slightly worse. So for me, yeah, I think Spurs because they're only playing one game a week as well, just Premier League. Besides, like obviously when like Carabao Cup and FA Cup come around, but like in general, yeah, just one game a week. They're probably best placed to make a top four run. Yeah, you know, bro, there's still there's still some really like like high profile brothers that are like yet to move, and like one of them that's really come to mind uh, recently it was is, is Oshiman. Like, I mean, he's still like. Um, I don't want to say up for grabs. I mean, I don't know if Napoli's still interested in get in, in selling him. Yep. But even then, Fabrizio came out the other day and said he's only interested in joining two teams. It would be either Man United or Real Madrid. Yeah, he's not interested in joining be, anyone else. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they both would would love him. Was it Fabrizio or was it the Napoli president? I think it was Napoli president. Well, I mean, him going to Madrid to me is redundant for him because yeah. we all know, like, I, well, it's probably not this summer, but for sure next summer Mbappe's going there. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, for me, Man United's the one. Like, if, if Man United could cough up money for him, yeah, he'd go to Man United because they need a striker. Man United they just need to work out their ownership stuff. And yeah. the Glazers really need to just, like, like for the sake of the club, and I know they, they probably don't care, but, like, for the sake of the club, they, they need to move on and, and just, like, allow the Qatari owners to just – because it, it, it's the bid that, like, is the most compelling. And we've known, we've known it's going to be the most compelling for a little while now. God, I don't know I what's hope, going on. I hope Radcliffe buys that team. Yeah. But, like, so I, no, cool. listen, obviously, as, as an outsider, yeah. But, like, for, for from a Man United fan perspective, I, I can understand maybe bro, these brothers are frustrated because they're talking about, like, 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 there's so many people that are, like – like De Gea is out of contract now, and like they need to like move. They need to they like need to, you know, yeah, they, they, they need have, to go for a high profile brother like Onana, like a Manion. A know? lot of their squad needs selling because like if I'm them right now, let's say just looking at their starting eleven. Okay, right. When everyone's healthy, so Rashford, yeah, you keep him. Would I mean Martial? Martial's gone. No, you should probably. Well, no, but they should. They, they should. They should, yeah, they should yeah. sell him. I mean, Weghorst is gone. Yeah, Martial, you should probably sell him. If I'm them, if I get at least. 40 million for Sancho. I'm selling Sancho. Oh, he's yeah, been a flop. Easy, easy, easy. Um, I mean, Anthony, give him one more year. He's shown flashes. You keep him. Their midfield, let's see. Erickson, I mean, he was decent before he got injured. After his injury, he'd been shit. So probably look at getting him gone. Fred and McTominay, you got to look at probably selling them. Casemiro, you keep. I mean, they got Mason Mount. Bruno Fernandez, you keep. So, like, there's that. Yeah. Then their defense, I mean, you have Juan Bissaka and Dalo's right back. I mean, I'd probably. It's not bad. It's, I know, it's pretty, well, it's Dalo solid. did re-sign a contract, but if I'm them, I'd probably sell Dalo. I don't think he's good. Yeah, um, I, know, I think he's pretty solid, bro, to be honest. Yeah, okay, Martinez and Varane, you keep them. Lindelof, you keep as a backup, but then but Harry, he, Harry Maguire, you probably gone, sell right? them. Tuan Sebi's gone. Yeah. And then you have Luke Shaw, Malassia, and also um, Alex Tellez. His, his loan is done, so yeah. he's technically a Man United player now, so. There's that. I mean, I'd, I'd sell Alex Tellers, and then I'd look at Maguire. Like, yeah, they have a few players need to sell them, a few players need to buy. I mean, they did want to get that Kim Min Jae from Napoli, yeah. but then basically it took too long negotiations, negotiations, so he said, like, yeah, like, fuck that, and I'm just going to go to Bayern. Yeah. So he's going to Bayern. There's that. They're not really linked to, like, I don't really see them. Like, they were linked to Harry Kane, like, a month ago, but that's not going to happen. I don't really see Man United doing, like, much. I mean, maybe if they get Onana. But to me, like, them getting Onana is still not, like, yeah, like, it's better than De Gea, sure, but, like, it's, to me, it's still not, like, it's not, like, a needle mover because, like, mm. nah, for me, they still need to work some shit. Like, I thought the best team position, like, in terms of squad, stability, whatever, to challenge Man City next year is Arsenal and then Liverpool. Yeah. Because Liverpool just need a few signings, sure, but they're still a stable squad. Arsenal, yeah. too. Every other every other team has their own issues. Spurs are Spurs. Chelsea, well, Chelsea, May United have their ownership issues. Newcastle, if they didn't have Champions League, could push for top four, but I don't think they could. And then Brighton, Villa, whatever, to me, don't have enough. So, yeah, I think that's the way the Premier League is looking like next year. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, um, there's a couple, like, defenders that, like, have I've had my eye on, not for Liverpool, but just for, like, potential moves. Like, like the, one of the obvious ones is, like, like Alfonso Davies, like, He's he's been not linked, but like he's shown interest in in, in other clubs, especially Real Madrid, and like mm. you know he could potentially. I mean, Real Madrid could use him on the, as a left. Yeah, back. they he would. De- well, he's still what twenty two, twenty three. He's young. He could be the. Yeah. He's their Marcelo replacement because he plays the same way as him. He's basically an attacker as a left back. Exactly. Yeah. He basically, has the dribbling, the pace, everything. I mean, obviously Marcelo's yeah. still clear, but like you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, Marcelo's the be- like he's, one of the best left backs ever. Like, oh no, he's the best. You think so? Yeah, he's better than Roberto Carlos. I mean, bro, yeah, he like he's he's amazing. He was amazing. He but is. like, um, and then like I mean, 
I, I know I know you've expressed your opinion previously about like how you don't rate Upamecano, but I mean that brother maybe like be looking to like get out of Bayern. Yeah, but I don't know. To his style of play, to me, doesn't suit. Like okay, there's some players like for example, I'll give you an example. Koulibaly, right? There's a reason why in Premier League he did bad, but in Italy he did good is because Italy, the Italian league Serie A suits a more slow, slow tempo pace, yeah. type of play, right? So Koulibaly was able to thrive there because like it suited his style of play. But the thing is, he's not very fast, whatever. So you put him in a league like Premier League where it's more fast paced. Yeah. Like he would. Struggle, that's why yeah. he flopped. So for me, Upamecano is the same. To me, every time he's come up against pace, like even in some in some Bayern games I watch, like Bundesliga, and even Champions League, like he got ripped against Man City. Whenever whenever you put him against like pace, mm. he struggles because he's not that fast. Yeah. Like it's like like Man United like a few years ago were linked to Nicolas Sula like with when he was with Bayern before he went to Dortmund because like you know he was with them when they won the Champions League whatever, and yeah I remember I was thinking to myself like yeah Sula's slow as shit though so you put him on Man United you put him in the Premier League he's gonna be terrible like yeah. some players just suit certain leagues based on their style of play mm-hmm. now some players could like could play in any league but for me a player like Koulibaly, or even Kim Min Jae even Kim Min Jae like I've seen like he to me he wouldn't have suited Man United really either because he is kind of slow mm-hmm. so like yeah. Some players know. just sue different leagues. Like, honestly, like some players, like, basically are do good in the Premier League, but then they flop in other leagues. Like, it really oh. just depends. That's true. All right, so uh, it's time to move on outside of the Premier League. Yeah, speaking. Uh, but, I mean, I, actually, let's, let's, let's talk about, like, one last thing, and that being, so, last season, I think, the, like, the two major, like, dark horses in the Premier League were Brighton and, and Aston Villa. Mm. Do you foresee them doing anything like of any significance in the next season? That that'll be our question of the day. So like, Whoa. do you think that like Brighton, a team like Brighton, even though like today, if their squad remains the same plus a few changes, do you think that they would mm. be a compelling like top five, top six? Let's see. Or no, Brighton. Okay, like you know what? Actually, if I can answer, you know, I'll give you my top ten right now. I'm gonna give you like my yeah, top sure. ten. Give me your top ten. My top ten as of right now would be Man City, Arsenal, Liverpool. Spurs. Really? You're putting Spurs at four? Yeah, I'm going to go Spurs at four. Okay. Spurs, Man United, Brighton. That's... No, no, not Brighton. No, sorry, Man United fifth. Sorry, Man United fifth. Newcastle sixth. Villa seventh. Brighton eighth. I'm going to go Chelsea ninth. And then I'll go Burnley tenth. Okay. I think for me, that's top ten. For me, Chelsea still have too much shit to sort out for them to actually push top four. Even though they're playing one game a week, I still think they have too much stuff to sort out. Hmm. Villa are good, but since they have Conference League, which they're gonna take seriously, because first of all, they haven't been in a European competition in a long time. Second of all, they have Emery, and Emery's like a very, is a very is a specialist when it comes to cup competitions. Mm-hmm. So they're definitely taking that seriously. But they've made some smart, sign- smart signings. Look, they got Tielemans on a free, I believe. They got mm-hmm. Pau Torres now mm-hmm. from Villarreal, so like that bolsters the defense. So like Villa can push to me that well, I mean they finished. I think they did finish seventh last year. Yeah, I think they're gonna finish the same position. I think I think they're gonna finish. Top seven, top eight for sure. So, yeah, I think for me, yeah, Brighton and Villa, I think I think it's going to be relatively the same because to me, Brighton got slightly, like, okay, say they keep Caicedo, then they got slightly better. If they sell him, though, they got slightly worse. I, I think more than And slightly. my assumption is that they're going to sell Caicedo. So, yeah. to me, they got worse than last year. Mm-hmm. So, naturally, I don't think they're going to, they finished, I think, what, sixth? This Premier League season, they finished yes, sixth. exactly, right behind Liverpool. So, so they, they finished sixth. sixth, exactly. So for me, Brighton finish probably, yeah, uh, I think they finished like eighth. Mm-hmm. So like I said, to go again. So Man City, Arsenal, Liverpool, Spurs, Man United, Newcastle sixth, Villa seventh, Brighton eighth, Chelsea ninth, and then Burnley tenth. Yeah, exactly. So I think Brighton okay. finished uh, two positions lower. I think Villa stayed the same. 
I think Man United drop out of top four. So, you know, to answer your question today, I think... You don't think that they're basically going to be making any sort of significant change based on last season? <laughs> no, because also you got to keep in mind they're in, uh, they're in the Europa League, aren't they? Brighton, yeah. Yeah, they're in the Europa League, so there's also that. But... I mean, Brian. Never since they've been in the Premier League, I can't really, I can't doubt them. They do have their style of play. They have like, they always punch above their weight. So to me, like, Brian are good. Yeah. So this will be my top ten, I think. Okay. So I'm gonna go out on a on a win, but just because I'm so sick of seeing Man City win. Mm. I'm gonna put Arsenal one. Okay. City two. Mm-hmm. Three Liverpool. Yeah. Four Newcastle. Mm. Uh, five United. Mm. Six. Uh, I'll put Villa. You're playing Villa, man. Spurs, you haven't even put Spurs. No, I'll put really? Spurs at seven. Really? Okay. I'll put Chelsea. Actually, no. I'll put Chelsea seven. I'll put Spurs eight. Nine. I'll put man. That's a tough one. Nine. I'm um, so, you haven't put Brighton, have you? But yeah, true. Nine. Yeah, I'll put Brighton. Uh, yeah, now. Yeah, I'll put Brighton nine because I think I think that they do end up losing a couple more brothers and that they, mm-hmm. they do get a bit worse. Nine Brighton and then ten maybe. Uh, I think Burnley. Um, you think Burnley? Yeah. I'll say I'll I'll throw a, a, a wild one. I'll say Fulham. Mm. Not ten. Mm. So that that's mine. Let me know what you guys. That'll be our question of the day. Who do you think? Give us your top ten Premier League uh, standing next season. Let us know what you think. Let us know why you think that. And now we're gonna switch over to La Liga because there's obviously you there's know there's a few there's a few rumors. major topics and a lot of them are surrounding PSG and and, and potential um, sort of movement around that area. So. First, let's talk about the elephant in the room, that being Kylian Mbappe. So, uh, I want to say last week's podcast, we did talk about it a little bit because the big news dropped where we said, oh, well, um, essentially, like, Mbappe was looking to move. He was not going to sign a renewal. Uh, it wasn't last week, but it was a couple weeks ago. But, like, we talked mm-hmm. about it last on last week's podcast. And that, uh, obviously, for, for, for obvious reasons, teams are interested. Now, uh, the major reason was because, obviously, um, if you're not going to sign a renewal – that means in a year, Mbappe would be leaving for free. So a lot of us were speculating that he would be sold this season, mm. uh, right? Uh, and the biggest target, the most obvious target to us was Real Madrid, right? Yeah, apparently though, well, according to Fabrizio anyways, it's still not like dead. Like he still could maybe go. But according to sources close to Madrid itself, yeah. they say the signing is it's dead, pri- it's, it's dead it's for dead this summer. For this summer. It's like, for this summer, it's dead because basically yeah. Darty went out and spent 100 mil on Bellingham. They're not willing to go and spend 150, 200 mil on Mbappe when he's going to be free next year anyway. Because basically the way Madrid are seeing it, I'm assuming, is like they take the hit. Either way, they've been they've won the Champions League last year. Like They're still going to be decently competitive in La Liga. So, like, they take the hit, and then um, next year they get Mbappe, and then, uh, yeah, they move on from there. I think basically they're saving they're saving their shit for Mbappe next time, because I'm assuming, I don't think it's just going to be Mbappe. I think it's going to be Mbappe and a few other players. I think they're going to have, like, their, their, like, third Galacticos transfer window next summer, where they get Mbappe, they got, like, a few players, whatever. Because, okay, if you look at Madrid now, like we already discussed last week, midfield is sorted for the next decade. Defense is decent. Their attack is really lacking, though. Their attack is very bad. Yeah. I, because yeah. Vinicius, Rodrigo, and Hazalu is your front three. And then who's do they even who's the backup? I don't even know if they have ba- – they don't have backup wingers or – yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think they have backup wingers or strikers. Like, unless there's, like, academy players that I don't know about, sure. But, like, mm-hmm. they don't have any backups for any of their attackers. Yeah. They no, don't. exactly. Like, like next season is probably not, – I'm not going to say it's going to be a bad season for Madrid, but it's just going to be a, a bit of a transitionary season until – if fate has it that Mbappe does end up in Madrid next season. Now, mm. this doesn't 
eliminate the possibility that Mbappe gets sold this year. It doesn't, right? Because I hope he doesn't. Yeah. Why you want him in Madrid? No, I hope it. Well, no. For one reason, one reason. I hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't. I hope PSG don't get any money for him. I oh. fucking hate PSG. Yeah. I hope they don't get two hundred. Well, those owners are a bunch of whining babies, eh? Yeah, they're pussies. Yeah, bro. They're, they're just mad they haven't won the Champions League. They're mad they have no history. They're oiled. <laughs> they're a shit team, shit league, yeah. shit country. Damn, bro. Anyways, nah, that alienates all our nah, French nah, friends. Nah, nah, okay, nah, okay, I'm fucking with you. I was, uh, but yeah, no, no, uh, but oh, yeah, like I think a lot of us want to see him out of PSG only because we want to see him play in in a league where we can see some rivalries going. Because in in France, there's nothing going. The only time we're really excited to see Mbappe play is World Cup A, and or that's not A, that's like B. But like A would be like Champions League. That's the only time we're really excited to see Mbappe play. We don't care. We don't care if he scores thirty goals in the French league. It doesn't really matter to us. It doesn't move us. Now we want to see him play against the best. Yeah. Right, and as much as I hate Madrid, the thing is just, just seeing him in like the iconic white of Madrid, just like it sits too well. Like it, it's it's made for him. It's kind of like yeah, like it's, it's tailor made. Like just seeing him in that kit will just be like, it'll just look nice. It'll be know. bro. It'll be on the level of the Ronaldo signing. And what was it, two thousand nine or was it? Yeah, but Ronaldo. Yeah, but Ronaldo was a better player than Mbappe uh, is I mean, when he's on Madrid because Ronaldo had won a Champions League, already had had a Ballon d'Or, whatever, whatever. So like yeah. yeah. No, no. For me, Mbappe is the player to bring them to the next generation because now they're 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 basically Champions League winning generation. It's pretty much all gone because the remnants of it are. Let's see. So Nacho, who's still there, Lucas Vasquez, fine. They're getting old, and Modric, Modric and Cruz. I mean, Casemiro's gone. Benzema's yeah. gone. Obviously, Ronaldo left a long time ago. Asensio, Bale. I mean, Hazard left, but he wasn't like there in the Champions League. So like, yeah. Basically, their new generation now will be yeah, like an Mbappe, like Mbappe, Rodrigo, Vinicius. You know, Bellingham, Chouamini, Kamavinga, Valverde, and then they have, um, I mean, their defense, still, like Militao is still relatively young. Um, they do need to probably, yeah, they do need to invest probably in their defense. Like, not necessarily now, but in the next coming years. So, yeah, like, now they're get, they're coming into a new era, Madrid, because same with Barca. I mean, Madrid and Barca are both coming into new eras because most of Barca's team is pretty young as well. Most of Madrid's team is transitioning to becoming young. So, yeah, like... Give it a few years, man. They're going to become... People are going to shit their pants at Barca Madrid again. Yeah. As they should. Yeah. No, for sure. Because, like... Even Barca now, like you've been... They got Gundogan. We talked about that last week. week. And now they're linked with Neymar again. Apparently, the rumor goes is that... Because a few sources have said it. Not any that are, like, major. But if more than one, like, decent source has said that, basically... Um, personal agreements, everything is settled with Neymar. Like, he's going to lower his wages, blah, blah, blah. He wants to go back to Barca. But Barca want PSG to pay, pay the, the wages, yeah. like, some of his wages, some shit, which, like, PSG and Barca hate each other. So, yeah. like, I don't know if PSG are actually going to say yes. But then again, they really want to sell Neymar. So, yeah. for me, what I take him, I mean, if he takes a low wage, I mean, yeah, sure, well, why not? But the thing is, it's like... Well, I mean, what's a low wage? Like, I mean, a low wage could still be... A- if, it, if it fits into the wage structure and it doesn't you know, destroy, like, the, financial the club financially. Football, yeah. yeah, I take him because I feel like when he actually at Barca, he will try again. I don't think he's been trying at all at PSG, to be honest. Like, yeah. I think, like... I feel like the, his passion... His passion's for, gone, exactly. Like, like, you feel like, like, whenever you... Whenever, where do you see Neymar most passionate when he plays football? When he plays for Brazil. Brazil, yeah. Right? And the only other time that you see something comparable was when he was with Barca. Was Barca. With exactly. PSG, he's just... It's like, he doesn't... Like, he got his paycheck, and he, like, he... He doesn't care, mm. but we want a lot of football fans want to see the brother care again. For know? me, like, I want to see him compete. Like, like you know, yeah. The closest thing he got to it was 2020 when he was in the final with the like, Champions League. Like, like he's still young enough where like I would take him on board because he's 31, so he's still young enough where like he still can give you three, maybe four years of good production. Yeah. 
And then yeah. I mean not not if he's if not if he continues like like not taking shit seriously like exactly. you know, he has to like because this this is the major thing with Brazilian players is that like a lot of them don't have long careers just because like they're partiers you know like mm-hmm. like and it's, it's the saddest because bro the the me personally I think a lot of people agree Brazilians are the most fun players to watch we want their careers to be long I want Neymar to show us bro like, I want him to come back to Barca to be honest. And show us, like, bro, like, y'all been talking shit. Watch what I'm about to do. Yeah, but I don't blame them. Think of it. Most Brazilian players, you know, come from hella poverty. So when they have all that money, I don't blame them for wanting yeah, to basically fair. live love. I don't blame it. Like, honestly. They're, they're, they're fun people. Like, I, can't, they're, they're, I can't knock it. That's like, the thing. Like, they're, they're, like, known to just be a fun people. You I, know? I, like, I can't. Yeah, I can't think of any. I can't think of any Brazilian player, actually, who was still good by the time they hit, like, 33, 34. Or, yeah, Fox, Fox. Because, like, Ronaldinho was washed pretty much at, like, 30. Um, Bro, Fabinho's watched that what, Na- 29? <laughs> yeah, Fabinho's, like, yeah, there's that. I mean, like, in Neymar, like, he's not washed, but he's still not nearly what he was, and he's still only 31. I mean, even Kaka was pretty much washed by the time he hit, like, 31, 32. Mm. Um, Ronaldo R9, same thing. I mean, him was just mainly injuries, but, like, yeah, a lot of, like, Brazilian players that, like, you see, they'll, like, their primes will last, like, four years where they'll be, like, uh, like godly levels of of ability, but then they just kind of like yeah they get washed like rather quickly. Which like, I don't really I don't really blame them. Like I said, if I had all that money, I'd probably do the same. I can't lie. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I like know. that's a good that's a good point. But Neymar and Barca colors again would be something like 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 honestly internet not internet breaking, but like it'd be pretty crazy. And I remember when I had my podcast with with uh, Hamad, he he was against mm-hmm. it because he was kind of like. Like, he was uh, pretty upset with the move initially. I mean, a lot of Barca fans were. And a lot of Barca fans on Twitter, bro, to be honest, like, be, they'll tell you that, oh, we don't want him back. We don't want I think I think he come back and he sh- he'll show, like. Listen, honestly, I think to the, I think now, what everyone knows for a fact, Neymar regrets leaving. Yeah. So, like, as much as I was pissed at him when he left, I mean, you don't, you don't say no to You don't say, the, no, you don't to say no to Neymar. Like, you can't say no yeah. to Neymar. Like, come on now. Like you don't. That's like when I was saying like because like earlier this week and it's funny now saying it like Liverpool was linked to show interest in Mbappe mm. and I was like saying like you don't say no to Mbappe right yeah but like and, but two hundred fifty million it's like you know and like f- for what like, like he's coming in to a, f- a attack that's already bloated for Liverpool to some extent mm-hmm. right and yeah. you're paying two hundred fifty million for that brother right. But again, do you say no to a player like him? No. Do you no. say a play- no to a player like Neymar? You don't. But the thing is, the only reason, like, okay, for me, like, if if Neymar is coming out saying, "Oh, I want like these wages," like he's basically making like hella demands, like I want like good, like I want like high wages, I want to be you know undisputed start, I want to be like uh, if he's being a prick about it, like he's like, being like a it. yeah, if he's being if he's being demanding about it, it's kind of like okay, we'll piss off. The fact that he's basically yeah, he's will he's willing to like lower his salary by a lot. Basically, he's doing anything he can to come back to Barca. To me, it's like okay, well. Yeah, what you did was a snake move, but, like, fine. Like, at least he's remorseful about it. Yeah, come back. Because, like I said, based on ability and shit, like, Neymar to, would be our best left winger since Neymar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> since we sold him. Yeah. He gets our left wing spot. He gets injured. Him and uh, – because, yeah, like I said, our starting, our starting would be, yeah, I'm assuming, so, like, you could put them – Dembele, right, or... De- no, actually, no, sorry. Like, me, ideally, what you could do is that Dembele and Neymar, because, like, none of them are necessarily reliable when it comes to fitness, they interchange with each other on the left. You have Rafinha, and then you also still have Ansu Fadi, who's there. There's him. You'd have uh, Lewandowski and that guy, Rocket that we're probably going to sign. He's fucking good. And on the right, you have Ferran Torres and Rafinha. The attack is, is decent. Like, that's that's a very good attack. Who was that good. one midfielder that you guys were linked to? 
Uh, so yeah, there was Gundogan, and then well, which one? We've been linked to like a bunch. The young, the young brother from Turkey. Turkey. Oh yeah, uh, Arda Turan, I think is his name. Let me check. His name's Arda T- Arda Turan, I think. Let me see. Arda Guler, Guler. No, Turan. Fuck, I'm gonna get yeah, Turan. He was with Barca years. Ago. Yeah, Guler. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but he's still young. Like we get him, he's not gonna be a star. Not but starting, like, yeah, yeah, no, we get yeah, no Barca's team right now. Honestly, looking kind of sexy, bro. It's, it's good. Man. Yeah, it's good. It's looking kind of nice. Like for me, yeah, that's um. We need, bro. We need prime Barca, and Bar- prime Real back. Yeah, man, the game's dead. We talked about this last week. The Premier, League, like, basically, think of it like this: Aston Villa, who okay, besides last year, no disrespect, it's fucking Aston Villa are able to poach Palator as a Spain international with a team Villarreal who tend to finish pretty, like at least in the top five, top six most years, and they're able to poach him just like that from Spain. Like that's the thing, bro. The now the Spanish like re-elections are coming up for like the president, of the league are coming up by the end of this year. Javier Tebas, this. This fucker better not get reelected. He better get kicked out because now the spe- like every league except Premier League like we talked about last year is suffering. The Italian league is suffering. Germany's been shit for a while. Spain's been shit for the last like three four years. And I mean France is you know France. <laughs> like you can't because they got an agenda. <laughs> because it gets boring. Like we talked about not wanting a Super League, and then the Premier League's basically becoming the Super League. Like yeah. it's boring. I feel you. I like, feel you. Like it, it's trash, but, but yeah. It's it, listen. It, Neymar coming back to the league would be huge. It's it's something yeah. that I think La Liga needs, and and I want him out of PSG just as much as you do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like we were, we talked about him earlier, like a couple weeks ago about Premier League possibilities. Now, uh, do I think his style suits more of a Barca team? Of course. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't. Yeah. He's he's more of a Barca player, and I think. I think that he can come back and show him. Like everyone's like, like there was questions about like, is Neymar a Barca legend? Yeah, I saw this thing. It was um, yeah. So you had David Villa, Pedro, Neymar, and uh, who was the fourth player? So yeah, Neymar, Pedro, David Villa. I don't know exactly the pulse you're talking about. Um, who was the fourth player? Damage. I don't know. Point is for me. No, no. Neymar to me. He was alleged like here's the thing because Neymar to me had like probably th- like yeah three iconic moments I'd say for Barca so mm-hmm. his first iconic moment like his main iconic moment was he was basically like yeah he's the reason why we ended up doing the comeback against PSG and beating them mm-hmm. there was also that period of basically two months when you know Messi was injured in 2016 he was injured for two months and for those eight or nine games Neymar put up 13 goals and nine assists I remember. Mm-hmm. Basically carried Barca to the league that year because if it wasn't for him, Barca wouldn't have lost, would have lost the league to Madrid that year. Mm-hmm. So there's that, and also there's him being part of MSN. Like they won the Champions League, yeah. you know, won the treble, all that. Plus he scored a goal in the finals, which mm-hmm. like that, because he had like for the moments and stuff he did, you would consider him a legend. But first of all, he wasn't there. Like the longevity is the maybe. Maybe he wasn't there long enough. He's only there four years. Plus the way he left. Yeah. So like. I don't know. I'm so not really like, would sure. You say, would you say Suarez is a Barca legend? Oh, it's 100%, yeah. So I feel like if you say Suarez, is, then you got to say... No, but more. like... They, they, they're, they're legends for the... I mean... Well, Su- no, but Suarez was with Barca for seven years. Neymar was there for... Bar- one, Suarez was there long enough. Two, Suarez, like... Well, like, okay, we got a Champions League with him. We got multiple league titles with him. He won the Pachichi while he was in the same league as a prime Messi and Ronaldo. No, no, Suarez... No, to me, Suarez, no, 100 Because uh, keep in mind, also, Suarez is the third... Highest goal scorer in Barca's history. There's Messi, and then after Messi, there's a. Uh, who's after Messi? It's uh, you have Messi. Actually, is Messi? Hold up, maybe Suarez is actually second. Let me check. Let me check. Let me check. Suarez is either three or two. 
Let's see. Messi. Yeah, Suarez is second. Yeah. Who's behind him? Uh, Cesar Rodriguez. Yeah, I never watched him. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's uh, not. Uh, leading goals. No, Eto. No, no, no. Let's the uh, record goal scorers. Look right here. Uh, Eto had 131 goals. You're talking, yeah, Suarez had like 200. Yeah, right? yeah. I was saying Eto's right behind Suarez. Oh, okay. Let me check. Hold up. So, man, yeah, yeah, Suarez, you had, uh, yeah, Eto, okay. Is it Eto? Yeah. Okay, yeah. But so. basically, yeah, no, Suarez, to me, I yeah, know, he's a legend. Neymar, to me. Brother, that brother's underrated, huh? Look, say, that's, oh, yeah, he's yeah. good. Bait shots a lot of shit, but he's good. But basically, <laughs> if, um, he said that he was better than Henri. Who? Eto. Eto said he was better than Henri? Yeah. Yeah, he's not. Which I'm like, no, no yeah, like. Henri, Henri, for me, is top three striker. All time? Yeah. Top five. I don't know about top three, top five, though. Yeah, depends. Who you would put as a striker, but like point is, but yeah, no. Neymar to me, say Neymar stayed one or two more years and then left, like let's say like a Premier, like then leave the way he did, and then he left, like let's say like a Premier League team or whatever. Then yeah, he would be a legend, hundred percent. But the team he left to, the way he left, plus the fact that he was only there for four years, to me, like he's like eighty percent on the way to being a legend. But basically, mm-hmm. yeah, no, he's still not like a fully fledged like legend. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, guys, let us know what you think. I think, like, based on what I've been reading on Twitter, a lot of you will, like, are kind of on the fence about it. A lot of you mm-hmm. saying no. If he comes back and he does his thing, will he then be called a legend? Let us know what you guys think. But that overall wraps yeah. it up for what we want to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Everything that we talked about, you guys already know. You guys can let us know what you think. We'll, we reply to your comments in, in, in the comment section. And all of our socials are down, downstairs. <laughs> Not Description. Of, are in the description, right? Uh, the, the word has... Uh, of, yeah, you can't talk. Be, yeah, yeah. Huh. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so that, that was our podcast for today. Episode 11, Transfer Talks. Everything you guys need to know and want to follow is on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Everything Basement Ballers. And live streams uh, are, are, have started. So we're, we're playing games. We're talking um, Transfer Talks. And we're going to be bringing guests next week onto our live stream when we do the next uh, episode, episode 12. So let us know what you guys think. We love you guys for supporting the stream. We're going to keep it up, keep on talking about transfers. And then once leagues start up again, you guys know where to get your best content for football. It's here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, sir. Come on, guys. All right, guys. Give us, a little, give us a little follow, some likes, some positivity. You know, warms the heart. Yeah, shake your booty for Nah, but anyway, yeah. uh, peace out, guys. Take care. Peace. Bye.